Welcome to PBE Daily Early Mornings and Late Night Podcast. My name is Point Blank Ivumbi. Thank you so, so much for taking the time to join me on this particular episode. This episode is actually quite dear to me because it, it's it's a, a piece of information that has always been an item I revisit over and over again as far as my personal life and how I conduct myself. And by saying that, I'd like to put it into perspective in this way, that I see certain things happen on a daily basis and it makes me question to what extent we are actually reading that which is between the lines and by saying that i'll put it to you this way there's a lot that happens on a weekly basis that i observe and i try to as, as much as possible to just stay away if it's not going to be something that is helpful as far as the information i give thereafter because it's completely useless to tell a person about how you've diagnosed a situation and you've seen that it's not of of worth to them if you say it but it's completely another when you look at the scenarios that, the, that both you and them are facing and you say, okay, now uh, <laughs> we need to address this. And the thing I'm actually talking about is what I consider the greatest elephant in the room every time when it comes to trying to make something of yourself if you're in your 30s or your 20s. And that is the state of every economy at a certain time. I'll give the first disclaimer, which is I am not an economist. I am barely good at actually balancing my books. I'm barely good at even being able to make sure my math makes any sense to not only myself, but to the people who actually hope to invest in me. So that's why I try as much as possible to not really bother people with having them put their money on what I create. I'd rather just hit or miss, use the, the money I earn, and thus I take my time to put certain things out. It's one of the lead reasons as to why you never really see me release books so often. I intend to release all my books on my own budget, and every single book I've released ever since I started making comic books uh, seven years ago has been on my own budget. I went into my pocket and I made the book and I went into my pocket and printed the book and I made it into my pocket and made the company that actually published the book. And because I did that, I hoped to be able to re- remove the whole idea of it's impossible to do and also to be able to just give myself a pat on the back that I can actually make some things come to life. It, 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 it does lead to the whole idea of it's going to take some time before you either earn a profit or make a success. So I am mentally prepared for successes and, and fails, failings thereafter. So that being put to mind this is what i've been noticing and every time i see these kind of scenarios i end up doing the same things and this is what i've been noticing for the past couple of uh, months especially in the year 2019 here in nairobi the different forms of business that i normally take endeavors into and the hopes of getting successes as far as pay- payments and and influence to get even more work is concerned they've slightly dwindled to an extent where it's it's getting a bit concerning. When it comes to the business I create, it normally works sometimes on the side. I make jobs on commission, and even those commissions haven't been happening. And when it comes to making the earnings from the 9 to 5, the 9 to 5 helps make a great deal of things come to life in the sense that I can pay my bills, I'm able to put a roof over my head and I'm grateful for that. But if I want to make any other ventures like my comic books and all that happen, I'll use my evenings and my weekends to probably just take in some other side work and get that side work done without affecting the 9 to 5. I'll put that as a firm statement, as a note, you should actually put a pin on that one. Do not put at risk the place you actually earn your living from. 
if the job you're trying to get on the side is going to affect the money that you're making from the daily basis and affect even the respect or accord you get from the guys who pay your bills you are going to be putting yourself in a very compromising position so either quit or stay in one position that you're actually comfortable enough to expand past that point and if you're going to try to do that make certain sacrifices that you're going to be comfortable with it's unfair to most people when, when they hear me say this but i consciously made a decision to not get into any form of relationship i've said it time and time again in this podcast i'm not going to waste another girl's time since my last relationship like i clearly was not doing it right because i want to make successes in my dreams and there's passions here that require undivided attention as well so instead of putting that into compromise why not just not do that and just focus on the dream it's selfish it was considered callous but then again when you're given talents there's a a weight that comes with that and i decided to fall on that sword a long time ago now business has been slow long story short the business has been slow and because business has been slow i've been asking myself then how is everybody else trying to make things happen and i look at how people are moving out here and i notice that there's a lot of similarities in this year than and to what i saw in 2011 in 2011 it was one of my my worst years as far as business went because no one was actually making any trades no one was making any businesses as far as making art commissions and even my skill sets were not as high as they were supposed to be but i wasn't getting even business for the little stuff i I was capable of doing which was a, a, a scenario that hadn't been happening often so in a, in a good year, I'd be able to make like a, a few hundreds come to life. And when those few hundreds come to life, I'm able to actually just be able to navigate the day and the life. I'd be able to freelance and I couldn't afford to freelance anymore. So I was blessed enough to get a formal job. And the formal job, here's the perk that comes with the formal job. It comes with a, the fact that it's part of the dream job I've always wanted. So I'm very blessed in that sense. And in the previous episode, I actually mentioned that I do not want to take for granted that the career I have has perks because I have talent. Now, when I look at the the way things were in 2011, 2011, this was what was happening. No one was really taking time to really appreciate visual art as they used to. Even events as far as uh, event performances, events hosting, not many events were happening as far as the arts were concerned. Everything took a slump. Everything just slowed down. When you when you experience eviction because of how bad business is, that's when you know things are thicker than you expect them to be. And then after that year, when I started regrouping in 2012, I realized that this is part of uh, a rabbit hole I hadn't been really paying attention to. It's when I really started taking a deep dive into documentaries. And it's when I realized that the ripple effect of the 2001 economic crash of, of the United States was hitting Kenya at that time. I had a very successful 2000 um, seven to 2010 they were very very good years for my pocket i made a lot of a lot of good money didn't invest them properly because i didn't really know the value of money so i splurged a lot so that was a lesson learned learned too late but it was learned nonetheless so after that happened people started being a little bit more measured with how they used their money and when I, whenever i think about that i always revisit documentaries about the economic crash of 2007 2008 and uh, so the economic crash of 2001 and 2008 the 2008 economic crash that were on a global scale affected very many industries mostly in Europe but then Africa wasn't as heavily hit because well I don't know maybe because our economy was one that was strong it was cheaper for certain businesses to be able to come all the way to Kenya for us to be a part of them like I'm glad the economy makes it impossible for animation to be done in the United States or in England because guys like myself in Nairobi get to work on something like Tinga Tinga Tales and make a few coins come to life and 
I'm not gonna tell you. I can't share on that paycheck. It was a beautiful looking paycheck, and I always got it on time. And to move away from that and hope to make sure to actually make products come to life of similar ilk and of similar power, it, I've I realized very very quickly that these things take time. And to even find the manpower that will be able to take in the the time sprints and even the 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 weight of creation of the work itself, it's not easy to find like-minded people and. It, to a certain extent, it is seen as delusional to the extent to which I'm willing to take a smaller pay cut, uh, a smaller paycheck and be able to make stuff come to life than most others because I still believe in if you don't have a body of work, you can't really demand certain figures because they need proof of how much they can actually make with you or towards you and as a result, they have to see proof and so I'm willing to take small money and and or, or just enough money to be able to get to a certain extent successful. And by braving that storm, it, been, it wins you respect and love from the people you're working with that they would even be willing to go an extra mile to making you comfortable enough to do even more work, to make even more work come to life. And I have experienced the successes of that. My patience have always, has always been paying off and I do not take that for granted. So my partners should always know I'm grateful to them for that. Now, when you look at that scenario, that 2011 of people trying too hard to live a lifestyle they can't afford and it ha- having it actually come and blow up in their faces, I'm seeing the same effects happen again. And I'm seeing it not only in the way guys are carrying themselves as far as the party life and everything, I'm seeing it in not only in the way that um, we are looking at the everyday um, potential of business. And it's, it's really sad because I, I think not in, enough of us have been told the truth about how bad things are or things are going to get but i love the fact that the circles i keep i always the, the first guys to tell me like okay yo as far as this is concerned maybe let's hold back on this one let's hold back on that one and just do it in the right time because right now we may want to be able to just trend as quickly as possible or as soon as possible but there's no money in it because no one's really spending and if you if you're living in Nairobi, you kind of get where I'm coming from when I say that I don't think many people are spending. And for those who are actually spending, I don't think they're spending that which is theirs. It's a rule I have, and for most people who've actually asked themselves, how come they never really see me out and about past me doing an event? It's because if you see me out and about, and there's no event I'm hosting, I'm just literally out there having fun. Know that I'm tra- I'm taking two or three coins from the profit I've made to actually be out there at that time. I never use that which could stop me from having the necessities taken care of my or my ability to actually move from place to place to get things done happen. I, I, I fear being in such dire circumstances because as much as they say you only live once, yeah, that's a threat. I'm not going to take that for granted and actually put myself in a position of compromise. I'd much rather do things slowly. And if I'm able to do them at a specific time, we'll do them at that specific time. And if I'm not, um, if I'm, and if it's not worth doing at that time, then hey, we can pause, we can chill on it, we can come and revisit the same story at different time. But until then, let's just play within our means. And I've been able to do that thus far, and I'm grateful for that factor. But this is what I've noticed from this year: being told that many people are taking into into their lives credit debt. I get worried because I'm thinking about it in the sense of how credit debt is the one thing that actually they claim keeps the American economy going, but I also feel it's what makes it get stunted as far as individuals being able to move past certain lifestyles or past certain um, economic status. It's like a move or a ruse to maintain status quo that people are dependent on government or dependent on the powers that be, be it even in the gubernatorial position. And 
when I think about that, it makes me think about now in the Kenyan context, how does that actually work to our advantage or in, in failure of our advantages? Now, to a certain extent, I think what caused the crash in the United States doesn't really affect us here as much because it was a mortgage crisis that led to the economic crash of 2008 because the housing loans that were being given were not loans that could be backed because they would just give anybody a loan even if they couldn't afford the right to the loan because they don't have a job or anything like that. Now, put that into the Kenyan context, I don't know much about the mortgage market, but I, I always know people do not like having to be in subjugation or in servitude to the bank as far as loans, debts of any kind. So mortgages probably fall into that particular list of things. And in many cases, people in Kenya like the idea of owning a property. They'd like to own the house that they built or they want to own the house that they live in and it's a legacy type situation with the house that they stay in. Um, in my case, my, my parent owns the house that he lives in he owns the property underneath it and he has the title deed to match and everything and it granted him enough freedom to be able to now make uh, potential business moves that would work to, it, to his advantage and to the advantage of the, the remaining siblings of mine who are still in school and all that so even now in retirement I think the, the fact that he made his home so far back in the, in, the, in the years I think it's 20 years since he built the house in the first place so he, he it's fair to say that he's been, he hasn't been having to pay rent for over 20 years and it's an advantage because it allows him to have more money to play with in making other investments like maybe buying more pieces of land and things like that and even as shaky as that land market thing is I, I still think to a great extent that we are at a position of advantage because not many Kenyans are on mortgages as far as their age bracket is concerned my age bracket I think things are different I'm 34 years old and I'm seeing how hard it is to potentially make ends meet or hold a job for a long time because some people who are actually very good at the jobs they do are getting laid off because certain people don't want to let go of the profit margins they make as far as being bosses in those positions are concerned and in the industrial sector, we don't have enough people who are taking time to innovate into different industries and make those successes because I'm seeing there's more security in, in, in making food products or food security in, uh, as, a, as a whole as far as farming is concerned. It's probably where the, the money is at. But when I'm seeing how people are moving in regards to thinking about trying to digitize certain businesses, it, it kind of concerns me, but I'm, I'm uncertain of how far that goes. But... I think about the economic problems of the states and I think about the economic problems of here and we're trying so hard to live within our means or, or not to live within our means just to be seen in a certain light and it doesn't help that there are countless other people we know who've actually become multi-millionaires not only from taking tenders and not doing the job they're supposed to do but just biting the money from the tenders but away from that we've seen people who actually are in our age brackets who've gotten into the political game and since they're now living to a certain degree tax-free they're splurging more than anything else and it's all a game of trying to keep up with these guys who are splurging right, left and center and not making actual moves of investment. So it's making people feel the need to overcompensate and actually live in way dire circumstances as a result because you make yourself look awesome over the weekend but by the time Monday hits you have to take care of these many debts that you're supposed to clear and I'm seeing so many people do that and some of them get angry at me when they don't see me in the nightclubs and think I'm being judgmental by passing that kind of information saying that they need to be more cautious of how much they spend and to what extent they can spend to that extent and all I'm trying to say is I'd, I'd really like them to consider that maybe they should just prepare themselves for a storm that's coming and it doesn't look like it's going to be a friendly one because 
I know people who are defaulting on loans. I mean, I, I too have one loan that I did for a business move and as slow as business has been, I haven't been able to clear it in the timeline I was supposed to clear it. But the guys who gave me the loan, the organization that gave me the loan is giving me enough time to slowly but surely ease it out and get rid of it because it's it's one loan that's actually standing in the way of many other moves I was hoping to make. And as a person who firmly believes in clearing that which you owe, I want to be sure that I'm actually take care of that loan and get it out of the way. So I too am in that hole. And as a person in that hole, I do not want to add another hole to it. And it's really, really um, a compromising position I don't want to put myself in. And also, in certain cases, I've actually had to pull away from certain businesses because when I know I don't have the capacity to fulfill those particular types of work and I still want the profit, but I'm not able to fulfill the kind of work. I decide to walk away from those jobs because I know how fickle it is when you do one job and you do a terrible job of it. And because you do a terrible job of it, everyone else who wants to potentially do business with you in the future pulls away from you. And yes, I have a degree of hopes to make sure quality control is maintained in that which I create, but I'm not going to do it in a way that actually ends up compromising all I'm hoping to achieve. I'm very scared of failure. And my fear of failure is something that will always stay in the forefront. I'm I'm scared of of, of failure and I'm scared of being broke. Those are two fears I have because I've experienced both. I experienced experienced both of those things in 2011 and they were the worst feeling ever. There's nothing as bad as being a person who was making so much money that you never really used properly and you never really invested. You lose all that money. You go back home with a tail between your legs and then you're trying to build yourself back up from scratch. But the most encouraging words I was given by my parents are the crazy thing is I wasn't in a drug habit or an alcohol habit. I didn't pick up any vices at that period. All I picked up was failure and a lesson of what the value of money is. Now, after that fact, they believed and they told me that the thing that makes sure we know we can't worry too much about you is you have the ability of building yourself back up. That's why we know you're going to be okay. As long as you maintain tunnel vision and you push yourself in the right direction, we know you're going to be good. So that's why I always wake up and face the east and I just say my prayer and I walk away. No, I'm not of of the Islamic faith, but I was told that there's a certain spiritual connection to the east and your chakras. So I try as much as possible to start my days by facing the east and saying a few words of prayer and staying with the positive uh, energy that comes with that and this day was a positive one as well i enjoyed every second of me sitting in an office space and making things come to life and seeing the time the the times of of worry being reduced and the times of woe also being reduced because i'm making such great strides and such great uh, improvements in the things i'm capable of doing that i cannot wait for the world to see what comes out of this and i cannot wait to be in a position to actually be a watching living proof or evidence, if you will, of a person who can say, yeah, I saw this thing coming. I didn't know how to prepare myself for it. So I made small countermeasures. And by making those small countermeasures, I was able to stand out in that which I do. My hope is for that for everyone who's actually looking at this to, to know that there's a ripple effect that happens globally as far as what economies are doing to themselves. There's a ripple effect in that. And you must be cautious enough or you must be conscious enough to see that thing coming and you stop yourself from actually shooting yourself in the foot by being part of that which is potentially a weight you cannot carry on your own. There's no proper job security in the world right now. If you're able to make a few coins come to life, hold them tight, turn them into even greater investments and make yourself even more successful. I've been paying attention to a lot of people who are trying as much as possible to maintain the entrepreneurial spirit and make it even greater. And some of them have always been, in fact, most of them predominantly have been members of the American community. So I have to thank my, uh, a gentleman I met recently called Dean. He told me about this entrepreneur from South Africa known as, uh, Vo- I think it's Vusi or Vosi Tempequayo. And 
hearing him talk about the economic the, the economic strains that are happening around the world and putting it into the African perspective and African context is even a greater lesson to learn from the guy because he actually puts things into great um, light. For example, the reason that we have borders still from the colonial period and we hold those borders so tight that we end up not making economic stra- uh, successes on a, on a continental scale is why we, the, the continent doesn't really move forward. And of course, there's a bit of the hint of the fact that certain colonial powers still control certain places in the world. So my Francophone brothers and sisters, I feel you. And I hope the time will come we will actually remove yourself completely from that, which is the influence that actually puts its foot on your throat. That being said, just be cautious of the kind of moves you make financially out there. The moves you make socially also may be affected by the kind of moves you make financially but just be cautious and take care of home base first that's what i'm trying to say in so many words say it with me be caesar or be nothing at all thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode and until the next time oh no